Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. What's up, you guys? Welcome back into another video. We're going to be going through the guns in the edge and also the half position today. Plenty of big names in these sections. A little bit easier, I'd say, to select uh, your guns or even uh, the, major- the whole position in terms of mid-rangers and cheapies in this position. So... It'll be interesting to see uh, which guns we select. I'd say we probably have to have to be a little bit more selective in this position compared to uh, our mids and also uh, our hookers. I, I spoke in a couple of videos ago. I think my strategy this year would be to load up a little bit more cash in the hooker mid, probably a little bit more in the edge as well. Depending on what happens with team lists, I think there's a possibly possi- there's a possibility of having a few mid range or cheapy edge guys, uh, which would really help. But that mid position, I think, is going to be a real tough one. You, know, you might be bringing in one cheapie from a uh, bench of someone's team, you know, of some team in the in the comp there at two twenty or two forty. Uh, but this one here, in the especially the half position, probably a few more options at that cheaper range. But we'll jump straight in here with David Fafita. So very, very, very good player for us last year. Obviously, averaged sixty six point five, and we do get him at a tiny bit of a discount, surprisingly, even with the fact that he will be losing a bunch of tackle breaks. So over my 14% of teams, you can completely see why he's very, very fun to watch. My main issue for him is going to be the fact that he started playing minutes either off the bench or, or just limited minutes when he in the back end of the season. He obviously still did really well. The team's going to be pretty well similar, I'd say, to where they were last year, you know, just sneaking to the 8 or somewhere between that 7 to 10 bracket. For me, to really justify this 800k price point, I think he needs to get back to 80 minutes. And the question, you know, still remains, is he going to get that? As I said, he's going to lose a little, a fair bit in tackle bus. He's going to be, should be playing Origin. So I'd personally be leaving him out to start, which I think is completely fair. He scored a lot of tries last year. Now, obviously, you know, you can see most of the games here, he's scoring tries. He got a couple of triples there where he gets that over 100 mark. But, you know, those games, there's games there of 12, 8, 14, 16, 11, 8, 11, 8 tackle breaks. So, you know, really, really solid play out for the season. But those minutes is a little bit of a worry. You can obviously still score really well in that. But there are games here with 56 minutes for 26 points, a 43. 
um, you know, and then the rest of them is scoring tries. So keep that in mind for David Fafita. But for me, he's probably a pass at this point, and I'd just be spending my money a little bit elsewhere. Tyson Brazel, a 57 average last year. And you look at his minutes, and he's pretty much played 80 minutes in every game he played, apart from four there. So not too much room to grow in terms of, obviously, the minutes. And he had a really, really good year. So can I see him improving from where that, uh, from where he's priced at right now? I don't think so at all. The other thing to, 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 to think about is the fact that he shouldn't get as many opportunities in a slightly poorer side than last year. I'd imagine for him to go really well, then and Pong is going to really help him out. And obviously, you know, Clooney... Um, and Clifford, but that might take a little bit of time. So, you know, he might become a decent option at some point if he can drop his price down in somewhere in the low 600s. Uh, but the main issue is that, yeah, also the fact that he's played Origin. So it's like, when would you pick him up? So for me, it's a pass. Barnett from the same team. So he's a little bit more interesting to me. That dual position, middle and edge, getting him at a 54 average last year, priced at 56. If we look at my notes there, so I'm seeing him as having a little bit more upside in an 80-minute edge role. So let's have a little bit of a look at his edge uh, games there. And you look at the start, there's obviously a couple of lower ones, but in amongst a 62, a 72, and a 70. Yeah, obviously scoring tries in, in, in three of those six games there to start. But then you look at his games in the lock position. So he's getting mid-40s mid to mid-50s in that position, and you know, a high score of 53 over that time, with a few 30s and a couple of 40s. So that's something to to keep in mind that if he's going to be getting that edge role, you'd, you'd want him to be keeping that long-term. Because I see him as having a little bit more upside in that position. You know, look to the, his games following that. We've got a 65, 43, 60, 49, 72, 66, 55, right? And, and a 46 to finish. But, you know, all solid scores with some upside, right? In, in those 60s and 70s. So for me, there's a little bit of upside for him, for someone that's not going to play Origin, who is a pod at this stage at 699K. I think he's a better option than someone like Frizzell or even Fafita at this stage. I just think, yeah, the, the dual position is going to be really cool. Busy, yeah, as I've got other, other um, notes there, just yeah, being a busy busy player. And I'd like to see what happens um, in the trials and also team lists. You know, if he's on that edge in the trials and he, he gets named there and they aren't picking guys like Fitzgibbon or whoever else they, they are thinking about, you know, playing that position, they have Brady Jones and stuff like that. So, so if those guys don't make the side or something like that, then he's someone interesting to think about. All right, Hudson Young at 686K. We'll move on to him. So the main issue with Hudson is the fact that there's a chance that he doesn't even get the second row spot. He has also had issues with this with Sticky in the past and and not giving uh, him that edge position for for the long term. There's a big chance that he changes things up like he did last year. He's got CHN on there. He's got Elliot Whitehead who can play some some edge, obviously, has for a long time. But he's you know spent some time in the middle as well. So does Young get that consistent 80-minute role? If he does, I think there's some small upside. So if you look at a lot of his, his scores here when he plays 80 minutes, they're very, very high. He's got a low of 48 in his first five games. And then if you look back here towards the end of the season, he's got a game of 92. There's a 69, a 65. A couple more mid-60s, a 75 there. It's a really, really strong scores when he gets that 80 minutes. Obviously, the random bad game there, and to, you know, bad game for him is going to be a floor of you know 38 and 39. So not the worst when he has that scoring upside of in the 70s to 90, you know 92 there in that game. So he's someone to think about if he can get that role. He's obviously a little bit of upside just for the fact that he played some lower minute games off the interchange uh, through uh, that early-ish part of the season, you know, around 7 to 11 there. So that's it with Hudson Young. If you're interested, he's not going to play Origin, things like that. There's a few things that are very helpful, but I'm passing on him at this stage as well. 
Ryan Madison. Okay, for him, obviously, his concussions, you know, he had a couple fairly close together. They hampered his season for sure. He came back and he, he played well, but not incredible. He also started to get less minutes. He was, wasn't playing full matches. So I feel like there's definitely a little bit of upside for him. And if he can get back to that 80 minutes, but you know, the worry is, are we going to see that straight away? Are they going to, you know, how are we going to know that he's going to get 80 minutes unless he comes out and says it? That's my worry. And that's probably why I'd be looking at passing um, on him at this stage, just because we don't know if he's going to get that 80. Because if he's getting 65 to 70, like he did a bunch of times last year, he still looks off. He's someone that does look to offload the ball. You can see a fairly you know regular one to two offloads per week with a few zeros in there, but you know, he came back after that, you know, the six weeks off with concussion, uh, picked up a 39, had an awesome 92. You'll say Scott, I'm on Hudson Young, sorry, still. All right, Madison, where we go? Okay, so he comes back from his concussions uh, after, sorry, yeah, played the first two rounds, then comes back and he's a little bit slow, a couple of decent scores randomly when he's scoring tries there for sure. Um, but then we see him getting around that 65 to 70 minutes on the majority of occasions. So that's my issue. You can still score well with that. He has a nice PPM of, uh, of 0.7 for someone that plays close to 80 minutes. So, you know, a pod as well as 683. If he can get closer, you know, back closer to those 60 scores, which he has done in the past, I suppose that's the, the big thing for him is he's got that, little, that pedigree of, being of, one of being one of the best edges in the game. So that's why I'd say he'd be a decent option for sure. Uh, but, yeah, just a few queries. So if you're not worried about those queries or we hear something close to the season he's going to play 80, then I think he's going to be pretty solid at that price point. All right, Josie Curran. So 675, we spoke about him a little bit in the uh, interesting options video, but we'll go into him a little bit deeper here. So for me, he's got that dual position, not playing origin. I'd love him on an edge. If you look at his scores in a moment, he has much better scores on an edge. Just you know, playing that 80 minutes, really, is what you're looking for. Obviously, decent few scores in his first games back for the year. A couple of games in the middle, but when he moved to the edge uh, in the back end of the season, 83 and, 90, and, and all in base, basically, with a few tackle breaks and offloads. You know, he's got 58 straight in base there. 97 with one try, which was really cool. Obviously, a 44 there and not as good of a game and another 44. So there's solid, there's solid scoring in there, but you're getting someone at, you know, priced at 54 a dual position. You're looking for him to score somewhere in the mid-50s, right? You're picking him up as a keeper with maybe some little bit of upside. My only worry is when Tohu comes back, does he... Uh, does does Karen play middle? Does Tohu... I'd, like, I'd expect Tohu to play middle, so does Karen get an edge? What happens? Like, you and Aiken said he's going to be playing there all year. They've got Eli Katoa. What's going to happen with Karen? Yeah, that's kind of the question mark. But I'd, I'd say at the start of the year, he's going to have a pretty... Solid, uh, you know, pretty solid start and score you well. I wouldn't be worried about him scoring under that 54 or 52 was his last average, but that 54 price point. Um, yeah, he's got that try scoring upside, the dual position, everything is, is really solid for Curran. So I'd put him in a similar mold to Madison in terms of they have a little bit of upside and, and should do well, and they won't, they shouldn't drop on their average, let's say that. Okay, we'll talk about Tavita Pengai Jr. So plenty of chat on him here. We've got him at 668k, dual position as well. Shouldn't be playing Origin. Oh, if he plays really well, he obviously has a good chance. So we'll, um, we'll say he's a chance of Origin at this point. But as yeah, so a dual position, a little bit of an uptick in offloads compared to some of his tackle busts. So he's going to lose a few TVs, but the offloads will, will offset that because he's someone that is offloading you know, a couple and a half a game. You're going to see a minutes improvement, right? So that's the biggest one for TPJ. 
in terms of looking at a bunch of his mid, you know games in the middle, he still scored really well. He got you know fifty two, seventy six, and sixty seven the first three games uh, with those lower minutes. But then a thirty one to forty two minute game for twenty six and thirty six really killed a lot of his value. And then finishing off with a couple of interchange games at the back end of the season with the Panthers. Obviously, it brings down that average as well, even though he did score tries in those games. So that's where you get the upside for him. If he's getting 80 minutes on an edge in a solid team, obviously, in, in what the Dogs are going to be this year, they probably should be better than what the Broncos were last year. Tavita's obviously growing as a person and a player. He has played a bunch of years now. We, we've got him all the way back to 2016 when he was a youngster. So he's older now. I think really think the time at the Panthers served him well, and that's probably something that a lot of people should put uh, into their thought process when you're thinking about Tavita, is the fact that he... I think he played really well for the Panthers in a smaller role, obviously an interchange, um, yeah, an interchange role for him. When he was at the Broncos, he's obviously around a bunch of young guys that, you know, that's all they really had the last bunch of years since he's been there. He now moves, you know, he's moved to the Panthers. He's got his, you know, he's worked his apprenticeship, let's say, and now he's going to be able to do it on an edge for the dogs. And that's why I said the upside. He could end up being, he could end up definitely being an 800k player by the end of the year. Would he be as good as Payne Haas? I don't think so, just for the, just for the inconsistency, whereas, whereas Payne, I feel like he's a lot more consistent and a bit more of a captaincy option. TPJ could get 100 on his day or he could get a 40, right? So he's going to be a bit more volatile, a little bit of a suspension worry. Um, but really, I definitely see some great upside for and, and the best upside in this group. So if that's not bullish, I don't know what is. Um, and I imagine a lot of people, I know a lot of people are actually thinking of him already, but I think that would help. Um, and I hope that helped. That's, that helps. That, I hope that analysis helps, guys. Big one here, if you can uh, jump on and hit subscribe if you haven't, guys, and, and hit like on this video. We, we're going really well, um, seeing a lot of views, so I hope everyone's taking a lot in. If you're not sure anything that I say, guys, please pop it in the comments. I'll get back to you straight away, or if you have any further questions, do that as well. But Lucy Leilua, we'll move to him. So, all right, oh, we missed Lucy. Damn, all right, let's get him up. One second. Gucci, uh, oops, footy. Won't be editing this out ever. <laughs> Don't edit on this channel. Makes it a bit easier. All right, six five nine four. Lucy Lador, fifty two. Not too much I want to talk about with him, but just going to be solid. You know, consistent. Scored a few tries last year. Probably not as many as he should have. But again, Tigers an average side. Can can I do? I think he could average more than fifty. Not really. Um, don't think he's a top ten edge player. I'd be passing for now. So yeah, that's that with him. And we'll move to Ola Kawatu. Uh, where are we? Okay. All right. We're back almost. There we go. Olukwatu. 620K. He's priced at 50, which is annoying. Uh, but a 47 average last year. I think, you know, is there any reason he's priced up because he's got some further potential? I don't exactly know. But obviously, you get a bunch of games here off the interchange at the start. Second row games with less minutes. Starts to go solid. Scores a few tries. Manages to keep his spot on the edge for 80 minutes and plays that for the rest of the year, right? So, you look at that, he has a try scoring upside. My main issue is his base stats at this point. So you're looking at tackles in the, in the high teens to, to low 20s, which is just not good enough. If, if for him to make it up to a keeper level, we need to see him around that 30 mark. Because he has, obviously has the upside with the you know, meters gain, up, you know, averaging a little bit over 100. Uh, but then he has you know, a few offloads in his game, obviously a bunch of tackle breaks. So I think he's going to lose a little bit there. You, know, you see a bunch of these games here, 5, 6, 4, 7, 4. Um, so that's going to hurt him a little bit. 
But his you know, ability to improve as a, a player in general, I think, is what gives him that little bit of upside. But for me, I'd be leaving him at this point. You, know, you can check him out over the first few weeks, and if he comes out and he's absolute superstar and he's improved in the offseason, gotten bigger, gotten stronger, gotten more consistent and tackling more, then I think you could pick him up and, and not, you know, you know, if it's an injury or a suspension, I think you can pick him up easily at that price point. You know, he's not sitting at 800K and it's like, oh shit, if he goes well, I've missed out. Like, you know, how you can feel with someone like Cleary. So that's my thoughts on Olaquatu. But yeah, definitely a solid option to think about in your site. So let's move to the guns in the half point uh, in the halves in the halves there and, and Cleary's going to be our starter and we don't really need to look at his stats he's actually should we go on why not why not alright for those that are you know we're looking here he's priced at 84 and he had a 93 average right so that helps us out in general we're not paying overs for someone that's going to have less kick meters uh, obviously you know tackle breaks is going to be down for him he does offload a little bit but not not as much as he tackle breaks for example so it, we're getting a little bit of a discount for him you know 9 points down I think one of the other boys is saying he loses. I think he loses twelve points. So, you know, he's probably average should be around that 81, 82, But you're getting a price at eighty four. The best captaincy option in the game, owned by forty seven percent. It should be probably about eighty. I'm going to say is what it should be, but it won't be because people think they are smarter than the system and they're going to and they're going to beat everyone. But you look at these scores here; it's just incredible. One hundred forty four in one of those games last year. And the, the thing to think about, guys, he's coming back from the shoulders, the shoulder surgery, but he came back and. Still scored really well. 74, 106, 59, and 82. Like, did great. Scored two tries in that time <coughs> and did everything um, possible in the game. So, just got to pick him up, guys. No other way about it. Jerry Evans. Okay. For, for him as well, I call him like the mini Cleary in, in today's game. <coughs> order, sorry. Um, but just isn't as good in terms of fantasy scoring and probably in real life too. He's definitely going to be a top option at some point through the year. Personally, I think if you, you know, most people should be going with Cleary if you're looking at DCE as well. I'd be looking at him in, in the back end of the year when you're trying to get the, the first couple of, um, sorry, the first, the two best halves in the game. I think DCE will be number two again, for sure. So for me, uh, yeah, definitely in for another good season. You look at his scores there and he's, he's killer. So 71 average, price is 66, so he's losing um, obviously a bunch of the kicking meters as well. A little bit bigger. No, there you go. All right, so yeah, very consistent again. Has a bunch of games in the 80s, 90s, and then sort of has a floor of around that 40 mark. You're the 122 in there, so 119. There's a bunch of big games, and when he scores tries and sets up things, obviously, you know, they went pretty well last year. I'd expect them to do well again. Tommy did a lot of the assisting and scoring, so can, um, can DCA do it again? Yeah, for sure. I don't think Tommy's going to do as well as last year in terms of his you know, crazy assistance and try scoring numbers, but. That'll be a good team. He'll be well, he'll be doing well. DCE. Okay, Kiri only loses three on his average compared to his price. So it's sixty three down to a price of sixty, and he was obviously someone that was kicking a lot at the back end of last year as well. For me, I think he's a little bit too expensive to start with at seven hundred and fifty because you're getting him at yeah that sixty price point, which is really high. Yes, he can come out and do that, but when you've got Cleary, you can't. I don't think you can spend the extra on Luke. A lot of these the questions around these types of players is okay. If you're not going for Cleary, then you've, these are the other guys you you uh, you decide to pick and, and go with. Maybe you go with a couple of guns. Maybe you don't. Uh, but more for a little bit later on in the year. And we can obviously see as we go. But these are the, all, pretty much everyone here is super consistent. So you know exactly what you're getting from them. With Cleary, I, I expect him to come back strong. They're in a good team. My question is, does he delegate to Sam Walker a little bit? You know, due to his talent. 
Uh, but I, I'd say that he's still going to score well, and he'd be averaging mid-50s to 60. I just don't see any value at this point when you're picking up Nath. Okay, so, yeah, we've got literally got three games on him from last year. Almost played the 80 in the, in the three of them, but 60 and 82 and a 48. And, you know, tackling, tackling ability is completely fine. He was kicking for more metres than he had in you know, the majority of his um, you know, games previous when he's when he played with Kronk, when he's played with um, when he's played with Pierce, for example. So that kick meters obviously drops down his points a little bit, but he was just doing a bit of everything. He's got plenty of tries in his, in, in his game. Um, but yeah, I just don't see the, the value at this point for Lucas. All right, Jerome Hughes, 61.6 average, price of 59. Obviously someone that doesn't kick as, as many meters as those guys, but he really upped his game last year. Scored a bunch of tries, assisted well. One of the one of the better defenders at at seven, and making a lot of meters himself. So you can see that really slow start, and that's probably the worry with him at the beginning of this season. Is there's a chance that he, you know, he's warming into it, but now you know he's also obviously one of the best halves in the game. So maybe he's you know, really confident in himself. He obviously that happened over over last season. He you know became one of the premier halves. Obviously, being a win, again a, a championship winner or a premiership winner. Um, the years pre the, the year previous, I think he's only going to get better and better. But he's priced to perfection, really. If you're looking at where he's at, you know, he's priced at a fifty nine. He's going to have stretches where he averages seventy five, and he's going to have stretches where he averages fifty, right? But it's just when you pick him up. He's not going to be playing Origin, so I'd suggest that picking him up before then would be terrific. Uh, yeah, I just think he's going to be have a similar year. And his partner, Cammy Munster. For me, he didn't even play very well last year, and a lot of people will say that, and he still averaged really high. And, you know, for Hughes having a magic year, Munster to, to, uh, to be priced just under him and have an average that was pretty much the same is pretty incredible, right? Munster's his kicking buddy. He doesn't kick as much, so he won't lose as many points, which is good. Obviously, he runs a lot of meters. Bunch of tackle breaks, which is a little bit of a worry. He doesn't offload too much. He has a few random games there. He has a five and a three, a two, and then, yeah another five in the back end. So really it's a, a zero, one or two game for him um, and tackle bust are, are very much more over the two mark for the majority of his games. But for me, he you know he scored a bunch of tries last year, but he should be scoring more. In, in a team like this, uh, more assists, more tries, just better gameplay, better game management. I think he should be able to average somewhere around the 63 to 65 mark this year. Obviously he does play Origins, so that's something to consider, but yeah, I definitely think he has a little bit upside um, at 716k, it's it's expensive, but nothing crazy compared to you know. I think here he's probably a little bit way too, you know, way too expensive for what what's going to happen this year for him. Um, but yeah, that's my theory. Benny Hunt, 675. So for him this year, you've got to have Sullivan. You're going to have Amone um, in the six role. So it's completely his team. You know, when Norman's there, he's going to take a bit of the role uh, of of game manager as well. Uh, but Hunt, 675, you're giving him a little bit of a discount to those guys above. I think he'll just clearly average over 50 again. How much over 50? That's going to be the question. You know, the kick meters drop hurts him. He's someone that does average a lot of kick meters. So, yeah, 57 average is really, really good. But you're looking at the meters kicked last year, and, and you're not seeing many games under 230, right? So a lot of games in the 40s, so, uh, 400. So he's losing you know, five to seven points pretty regularly. Uh, with these new rules, he does offload a little bit, which is cool. Very helpful there. So I think that's going to offset his uh, tackle breaks, which is completely fine. Um, but yeah, pretty much, you know, no upside on minutes because he played the majority of games. You know, or, you know, no injury affected games, for example. So for for, for him, there is a solid option. 
I think he'll do fairly well, but not too much upside there. Fogs is someone that we can skip over fairly quickly, I think. New team, next to him will dominant half in Jack White, and I just think you've got to pass on him. He, he, you know, When he was with Ash Taylor or something, he was obviously the dominant half, and he's going to do more of the kicking, etc. He's very much a, a you know an organising halfback, so he's going to lose a bunch of points there on the, on the kick metres, which you can see he's priced uh, yeah, two points under his average, but you know, look at the kick metres for him, really, really high, even higher than, than someone like Benny Hunt, for example. So... Yeah, I think with Wyden, it's going to be split 50-50. Obviously, he'll be more the game manager, and Wyden will be more the of the attacking manager, or you know, uh, garner much uh, the majority of the attack there. So for me, he is a pass. <coughs> I hope I don't got code again. Dylan Brown, price of 51, average of 51. So he doesn't lose any there, which is fair, because he doesn't really kick the ball as much. So you know, a bunch of games with higher kick meters, but you know, you're, you're averaging around that 100 mark for him. It's actually crazy how many points he gets from tackles. Like, you know, what have I put there? So, yeah, just saying he's super solid. And, yeah, the new scoring system doesn't change him. Needs to score and assist more, and he can easily be a 60-point gun for me, which is, yeah, really cool. Won't play Origin. I definitely think he's an interesting option at the price point, but I probably will wait a little bit on him. I don't see him coming out with a complete bang. I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved in you know, the try scoring and the assists. You look at it here, and he's got one assist in the first seven games, no tries, and then you know, three tries, four tries for the season, for example, and only one, two, three assists. Like That's not enough at all. Obviously, Gutho got a lot of it. Moses did a fair bit too. Uh, Reed Mane had a lot of assists to guys like Isaiah Papali'i. So I definitely think there's some room to grow. He's obviously been around for, what, four years now? Three years? Yeah, 2019. So three years there for him. Young fella, doing well. But like, let's actually have a look at the um, the tackle numbers. It's incredible. 29, 42, 30, 39, 29 there. And he hardly misses at all. So really, really good defender. You know, in games of 42, you know, and this was in, um, in, in game two uh, of the pre- preliminaries. Uh, yeah, 42 tackles, 250 kick metres and 51 run metres with an assist. Like, if he can do... I definitely think he can do that regularly, right? Obviously, maybe around that 30 tackles, which he continues, but if he can pick up the assists and tries, I think he's going to be solid. So, someone to think about, maybe in the mid-season. Mitch Moses, 631k. The kick metres really hurts him. So, I'd say I'd say average is similar to what he's priced at, um, and he's a little bit more volatile compared to, to Brown, for example. So... Not someone I want to spend too much time on analysing. I know a lot of people would be interested in him, but, you know, 55 and a half average, price of 51 is solid, but he's obviously, yeah, losing plenty as he kicks for a lot of metres. Yeah, a bunch of games with 400, 500 kick metres, so that will hurt him a little bit. And, yes, kicks goals, but, again, will be relying on a bunch of tries himself, which he didn't score many last year, and also... Uh, a bunch of assists to go along with um, you know, someone who's not a great defensive guy. You're looking at you know, 10 to 15 tackles on, on the regular basis with missing three to four pretty regularly. So, yeah, for him, a little bit more volatile. Again, could be an option at some point, but I don't know if today is the day. All right, so Cody Walker we moved to, and he's a really interesting one. It's officially his team now, right? So 630K... Reynolds moves off. Lockie Ilias should be coming in. So does Walker get more kick meters? I think he probably gets a few extra, and that will offset the the loss in the points for the kick meters for him. Is my my assumption and my assessment of the the matter. Had an amazing assist season last year. So my question is, can he do that again? Now, if you're looking at some of these games for Cody, it's actually incredible. 
So 51 average, price of 51, but look at the assist there. So pretty much doesn't, you know, he misses four games, five games in the first 11. He misses, um, yeah, we know assists, for example. But then from there, as it goes on an absolute tear. 2 2 2 3 0 double, three, zero, and then 2 1 3 3. Uh, yeah, one. So he just was killing it every game. Probably ran the ball a little bit less than I would have you know, thought. I expect him to be a little bit closer to averaging that 100 metres, and there's a bunch of games in the 40s and 50s there. But when you had the back line that he did, he, had, he, he would get a lot of early balls. You don't have to run five metres with it, you know, get the, get the defence to bite, and then he'd send it out to Gagai or Johnston. You know, the amount of cutout balls he'd, he sent to Johnston, for example... So with their team not being as good this year, yes, that option to get out to Johnson to get a try assist may come a little bit less, but that also means he should have to run the ball a little bit more. So there's some things to think about with Cody. At 51, my, my main issue is that he's been priced around that 50 to 55 every year. Does this change with Reynolds? They're not going to be as good. I think his assist numbers will drop a bit. So I think you know the extra kicks, uh, extra responsibility... I see that probably offsetting the drop in triasis. You know, you could he had an incredible season with that, like similar to Trevojevic in terms of how amazing the season was. I feel like that'll come back to the pack just a little bit, a little bit back to the mean, but yeah, not too much there. All right, last two guys. Thanks for sticking with me this far. But 52 average for Reynolds for a price at 49. So I mentioned earlier in the interesting options one, I think I can see a little bit of upside for Reynolds. The, the thing that I... I reckon most people are missing out. I think he's obviously going to kick the majority you know, of kick meters that he has previously. He's going to be kicking goals. Team won't be as good. So that's a slight down tick, right? So we lose a little bit of the kick meters, which is priced in slightly. You know, we're losing three points. We'll probably lose four to five with, with his kick meter. Like, sorry, five to six or five to seven. So that hurts. Uh, he's not someone to tackle bus a lot or offloads a lot. So he probably you know, doesn't really lose too much there. Defensively, he's okay. The biggest one for he, for me with this one, I think his assist numbers has to has to come up. If you're looking here, he had what two, three, four, six assists over the year, which is just nothing for a halfback, right? And obviously, in, you understand where all the, it all went. It all went to Cody, Cody Walker, Latrell, um, Taft, whoever else was at the back, right? And on that left side, especially, so Reynolds just you know got them to their spots, and then they do their job from there. I think he has to step up as an assist man. So anything I think he loses, I think he can he can get back. If he, you know if he he can average one assist per game and a, and a line break assist, for example, let's say you know, an extra seven points, then it offsets that and probably gives him a little bit more upside. The main worry with him is I think that he's only got a, a max in him of fifty five over the season. So plus of forty nine, a six point increase in a team that you're not exactly sure how is you know, how they're going to go. Is it going to gel straight away? These are all things to think about with Adam, and it's probably why a lot of people are passing, right? So I just wanted to give you all the stats as to <coughs> how, um, how helpful he can be to the team and what he might need to step up in. But again, we know exactly what we get from him in general. Is there opportunity for extras? Yes, but will it happen? I'm not sure, which means pass. That's probably the easiest way to, to go about it. All right, last one, guys. Toby Sexton, 600K. <coughs> you get him at a, you know, a price point of 48, and he had an average of 59.5. So with him there, that's where people are seeing um, upside. They're like young star, comes in four games, averages 60. He's going to average 60 for the year. Got to get him in my side, right? 
I think that's been debunked a little bit. He's owned by 4%. So I don't think that's too high of a number for someone like Toby, who has the upside. The team's going to be pretty solid, but are they going to be amazing? That's the question. If he was 500k, I think he'd be super highly owned, and I'd be thinking about it, because that, you know, that extra 100k puts him down to be being priced uh, around that 40 mark or just below. So that's really that would be really interesting, but you know, can we get him down that low? Can he average forty for the first bunch of games and get him down to five hundred, and then he, he really you know uh, warms into the season, especially with their young spine? Maybe they take a few weeks to, to get into it, and then maybe we can pick him up for 550 k when he starts to step up his game. He's obviously going to be doing a lot of the work for the Titans. So for me, he has that ability to average well. How well is he going to go against the better sides? Because he obviously played the weaker ones in those four games, you know, Dragons, Dogs, Cowboys, and then finished with, you know, the Rabbitohs at the end. He was solid, right, to pick up 40. But I, I can see a few, a bunch more 40 games and a few less of those 70 games. Like, to get 34 tackles, one miss, pretty incredible. Like, that was a very much an, an anomaly game for him. I'd expect those kick meters to probably rise a little bit, so I don't see him losing any points there. He ran the ball really well, offloaded, tackle breaks, you know, got the odd try, kick goals, try assists. So he did everything right in those first bunch of games, but I just can't see it happening from the start. So have that in mind when you're selecting someone like Toby, is that he's got a lot of room to grow and it might take a little bit to get there. If he comes out and averages 60 straight away, then a lot of people are going to pick him up anyway, so you wouldn't have missed out too much. So it's a, probably a little bit of a gamble to go straight away. I can see him averaging anywhere from 40 to 60. Let's say that. So... Is that too volatile for you to pick him up? It might be. But anyway, guys, that's the halves and also the edges for the guns to pick up. I know a lot of you guys are asking questions about different mid-range players and stuff. I will go through them. Um, just pump through these videos first. I'll have the uh, the centers and wing fullbacks to finish in terms of the guns, and then we'll get through the mid-rangers. I've already done the cash cows there. And then a few people have asked about certain teams and stuff, so we'll go through that as well, guys. But really hope you enjoyed that and took something out of it. I really appreciate you coming here to watch this video and listen to this podcast. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one, guys, where we'll go through those centers and wing fullbacks. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly 3 years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um...